Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. There's only one star and he's the morning star and that's Jesus the Christ. There's only one rock and that rock is Christ. And see, this is the problem. You know, God will use someone like me and the problem is, is that none of us are above this. It can kind of go to our heads, and we can get heady. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. There's a tendency, even in the body of Christ, to elevate and to highly esteem important people. They're viewed and treated as superstars. However, as Pastor J.D. will point out today, Jesus is the star. Everyone else is a servant. Don't idolize fellow believers and remember who alone is worthy of worship and praise. It's God. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Colossians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Turn to Colossians chapter 4 if you're not there already. And our text will be verses 7 through 18 to the end of the chapter. The Apostle Paul now brings this letter to a close in a most interesting way. And by way of full disclosure, I'm probably going to butcher and botch these names as I try to pronounce them correctly. I've heard them pronounced in very different ways, so you'll just have to uh, be gracious to me as I try my best here with these names. Verse 7, Tichikas, sounds like a disease, I know, but (laughs) Tichikas will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him, verse 8, to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. In other words, he was a local boy, a local Colossae boy. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, verse 11, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. This is the Apostle Paul that is writing. Verse 12, Epaphras, I like this guy who is one of you, and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. 
He is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, verse 18, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. So I think if we're honest with ourselves, we would have to admit that we're prone to skip over passages like the one that we just read, right? I would venture to say that there's probably not a one of us here in this church today that has any one of these verses as a life verse, right? And even if we do read it, again, let's be honest, we don't really tend to get much out of it. I mean, after all, it's just a list of names. It's kind of the end of the letter, and it comes to a close. It's, it's kind of like this. I was thinking about this as I was preparing for today's teaching. You know how it is when the movie ends, and then all the credits, you know, the scroll at the end? And I, I have yet to see anybody sitting there with their eyes glued to the screen, (laughs) eating popcorn during the credits. Wow. Looking at all those list of names. But here's the thing. God deemed it necessary to inspire the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit to record the names of all of these people in this letter for a reason. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Paul writes and says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, listen to this list, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, every word in God's word is there for a reason. Sometimes that reason is for instruction or correction or 
whether we like it or not, rebuke. I would submit to you that the text that is before us today is a text that can provide us with tremendous instruction and even correction, even though we have before us a list of what I counted as 11 names of people that Paul, by the Holy Spirit, acknowledges and thanks and mentions. What I want to talk to you today about is a problem within the church today, and it's the problem of Christian superstars, or if you prefer, rock stars. So as many of you know, I last weekend spoke, as was my privilege to be one of the speakers, at Jan Markell's Understanding the Times Conference in Minnesota. It's a huge church, over 4,000 people in that auditorium. And as I was talking with people and taking pictures with people, I had someone say to me, Pastor JD, you're a rock star. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't say that. And then she said, well, okay then, you're a rock star for Jesus. I said, that's even worse. (laughs) There's only one star, and he's the morning star, and that's Jesus the Christ. There's only one rock, and that rock is Christ. And see, this is the problem. You know, God will use someone like me, and the problem is, is that and none of us are above this, it can kind of go to our heads, and we can get heady. When you put guys like me on a pedestal, please don't do that. You're creating the problem. (laughs) And that problem is, is that the pastor who God uses, the leader who God uses, starts thinking that, wow, God's really using me. So here's what God does for me. And my wife helps me a lot in this regard too. (laughs) He's always faithful to remind me. If he can speak through a donkey, he can speak through me. That's one of the problems with this whole celebrity pastor mentality. There's another problem, and it's really what I want to zero in on because of what Paul writes here, and it's the problem of those who serve faithfully behind the scenes, not in the spotlight, are the real unsung heroes of the Christian faith. And when you make celebrities out of those who are in the spotlight, you then end up dismissing the profound importance of those who so faithfully serve behind the scenes. I stand up here 
I have the spotlight, I have the pulpit, I have the microphone, and yes, I know that's, those lights are very bright, and my head is very bald, and it does do, <laughs> there is quite a, so my wife says, don't look down too much. So I'll try to look up <laughs> as much as I can, but I have to read my notes, so I'll do the best that I can here. But that's what you see. What you don't see are the faithful servants in the booth back there that make this possible. The online church, they see this screen and this mug that looks like it belongs on America's Most Wanted on that screen. But what they, you don't realize is all of the people behind the scenes, not in the spotlight, that make this possible. These are the faithful servants that are not the who's who, but the who's he, (laughs) or the who's she. And the truth of the matter is, we're all parts of the same body of Christ, and we all need each other. And I cannot even begin to tell you how thankful I am for you as a church and for all of you who so faithfully and tirelessly serve behind the scenes in this God's church. It is such a blessing to me as the pastor, and I want you to know something. And as we're going to see here in a moment, when the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthian church, this might uh, strike you a little bit odd at first, when I say it, but it's true. Not only are you as important, it could be argued that you're more important than guys like me that have the spotlight. Listen to what Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 14. He says, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, first of all, that would be very freaky. (laughs) But where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Wouldn't that be interesting? Hey, I don't need you. Boom, down you go. No, I need the foot. I need the hand. I need the ears. I need the nose. I need every part of the body. The eye cannot say to the hand, 
I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body, listen, which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. What Paul is demonstrating to the Colossian church is the same thing that he's writing about here to the Corinthian church. And what he's saying is, is that everyone is important. And again, it could actually be argued that those who don't get all the attention are not only as important, but in some cases even more important. And I believe it's for this reason that Paul, by the Holy Spirit, recognizes and appreciates these people. What follows is what I believe are the lessons that all 11 of these people that Paul names can teach us about serving faithfully to the end, even when, I should say, especially when it's behind the scenes. Let's start with Tachikas or Tychicus, as some pronounce his name. He teaches us that we do err greatly when we see anonymous as synonymous with needless. You know how important this guy was? He was Paul's assistant. He delivered Paul's letters. Oh, you might say, well, he was just he was just the messenger. Oh, really? Do you realize the letter that he delivered is the letter that we just now got done reading in its entirety here in Colossians? Preserved in the canon of scripture for well nigh 2000 years that letter that he carried. How about this Onesimus? This is an interesting guy. He teaches us that God can change anyone. We're going to get to Philemon, but we'll learn more about this guy because he was Philemon's slave who actually ripped him off and then ran off and then he gets saved, 
and he goes back to his master Philemon and makes it right. You have to understand, in that day, for a slave to do that, (laughs) that was it. Punishable by death at the hands of the master. Aristarchus, he's the next one on the list. He teaches us about the invaluable loyalty on the part of those who suffer alongside of us through those really hard times. That's what he was for Paul. And Paul mentions him by name here and thanks him and acknowledges him and praises the Lord for him. There's something to be said about people that are just loyal no matter what. Mark, he's the next one that's mentioned, and this is really interesting because this is the same Mark that Paul and Barnabas got into a sharp dispute over when he abandoned them on a missionary journey. In fact, this sharp dispute, it's recorded in the book of Acts, between Paul and Barnabas was so bad that it caused a split over Mark. And here's Barnabas saying, Paul, come on, give the guy a break, give the guy a chance. Here's Paul going, no way, no way. I'm through with him. This is same Mark. And here at the end of this letter, you have the Apostle Paul acknowledging Mark. This is the same Mark that God would have to write the gospel inspired by the Holy Spirit. We know it as the gospel of Mark. So what does Mark teach us? Mark teaches us that we should never give up on people. This Mark that we read about at the end of this letter to the church in Colossae is not the same Mark that we read about in the book of Acts. You know, God's doing a work in all of us, right? And if anything, I, one of the things I'm learning, I have to say that I'm learning it the hard way, and I have the scars to prove it, and many scars to prove it, is that you should always err on the side of grace. Always err on the side of grace. Never give up on people. Yeah, but do, do you know what they did? I know. Sometimes I don't want to know. They messed up really bad. They were not faithful. They, they abandoned me. When the going got tough, they got going. I can't depend on them. I can't trust them. I can't rely on them. No, never give up on them. Thanks for joining Pastor J.D. today on In Spirit and Truth. We know that this time in our nation is uncertain, but one thing remains steadfast. God is in control. We encourage you to spend time during this season in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of God. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Chapel Kaneohe is holding services online only. We would still love to worship with you virtually, so please join Pastor JD at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel as well to be notified when each week's service is made available. 
Pastor J.D. will continue to share his Mideast prophecy updates as well. In these, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them with prophecies found in the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. You'll find these on YouTube or on our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying for you about? If so, send an email to us at office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. That's office at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Would you do the same for us, please? Keep Pastor J.D. and our church staff in your prayers, asking the Lord to guide us as we navigate this new and unexpected time in history. And of course, please keep our nation and our leaders in your prayers too, as well as all those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth.